0: welcome to LA Redux, a weekly podcast about news in Los Angeles. And live from Bedford Stuyvesant, the livest one, Alex Schmidt.
1: Hi. Hi. Hello. Uh, Well,
0: um, last week, uh, after 15 years, after 15 years, the LAPD released an autopsy report that found that Biggie Smalls was, in fact, (laughs) the illest.
1: He was. That's, that was the number one finding of this report, in fact. Um,
0: Biggie Smalls is the illest. Your style is played out. Like Arnold, what you talking about, Willis? Uh,
1: okay. Uh, so, this, so Biggie Smalls was killed in March of 1997.
0: Believe me, sweetie, I've got enough to feed the needy.
1: I'm trying to be serious here and convey the seriousness of this report.
0: I'm trying to be serious, too. I really like Biggie Smalls. <laughs> I think he is the illest.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, and he literally was quite ill on that one evening in March of nineteen He
0: quite literally was the illest.
1: (laughs) He was. Um, He was killed in a drive-by shooting. Um, And this autopsy report has been sealed by the LAPD for more than 15 years, which is just, why are autopsy reports sealed? Ever. When, like, in this case, I guess his family didn't even know that they were going to release it. Um, and they were purportedly kind of shocked that it came out. Um, if they're not even notifying the family, it's not even for them that they're sealing the reports. Why are they sealed at all?
0: Yeah, I don't know why they're stealing it. They say they're unsealing it because they're hoping that it'll, uh, I don't know, spur the investigation, kind of jumpstart the investigation again, which... Doesn't which makes about as much sense as sealing it in the first place. And then um, LAPD has actually apologized to the family for not warning them first, um, and they blamed it on an administrative error.
1: I didn't see that. That's absurd. Really? Yeah. Very silly. Well, so, yeah, the, the, the autopsy shows, maybe maybe this will spur somebody to do a little detective work, that the fatal shot entered his right hip before slicing through his colon, liver, heart, and part of his lung before wedging in his left shoulder area. Do with that what you will.
0: Well, Just he sh- he should have been uh, wearing a bulletproof vest because Teflon is the material for the Imperial.
1: It, it it's a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, did did the report say anything else of of any interest at all?
1: I don't think so. I mean, and also, like you said, it makes absolutely no sense, like spurring a, a renewed investigation into like the fact, that, the fact that it entered his right hip and this and that's what the autopsy is showing. Like why would that spur any renewed interest or spur somebody to come forward? I don't know.
0: Biggie was the illest. Uh, the port strike. The port strike is over. Uh, the city can breathe a sigh of relief. This pod can breathe a sigh of relief since we really knew nothing about it. <laughs> uh yeah anything to say about
1: this uh just that i mean you 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 mentioned this tweet that Jill Stewart, your editor, um, tweeted out just about how these clerical
0: workers. Let me me read it. Uh, Port Strike in LA over those poor clerks with 11 weeks of vacation time really showed us who's boss.
1: Yeah, really? I mean, what? Like, so they got like a salary increase and more benefits. And they, yes, they did. They got a salary increase? They did. Like, I think it was $1 an hour it was increased by. And um, they also got, I guess, in their contract that they're not going to like, got the companies to agree that they're not going to outsource jobs. So they. So they really won. They they really won, like wow. no question about it.
0: Well, you mentioned the LA Weekly, a a fine publication, if I may say so, that I have been known to write for from time to time. Uh, they had a big cover story this week that I I have to say it's not it's not often that I read a story and I'm just floored by by what it says, but this was w- one of those moments. Uh, The the cover story of the LA Weekly um, is about hit and runs in Los Angeles. And uh, the the standout uh, paragraph for me says that um, in the United States, 11% of vehicle collisions are hit and runs. Uh, Do you know how many the, the percentages in Los Angeles?
1: I think it was 48%,
0: right? 48%! That's nearly half of all traffic accidents in Los Angeles are hit and runs. I mean, is this not astounding?
1: Um, it's astounding, and you know that, that that figure itself is certainly astounding. It's sort of the the whole the core of the story. Um, one thing that they didn't really address in the story was. Any theories on why it's so high in Los Angeles? You know, there were there were people like psychologists and uh, people who theorize about human action while under duress, talking about why people uh, flee after hitting somebody, hitting a pedestrian. But they didn't theorize as to why it's so high in L.A. I,
0: I agree that is the the one flaw of the article that it didn't get into that too much. Although it did suggest that perhaps uh, part of it is because of illegal immigrants. Um, oh, right. Who uh, who uh, face deportation if they're if they're found in an accident without a driver's license?
1: Right. Yeah, that is one factor. Although I don't know if it would explain the forty eight percent disparity versus eleven percent.
0: Right. And actually, it's almost another flaw in the story that it kind of throws that out there, but doesn't further uh, examine examine it. You know, how much how much is that a factor in it?
1: Right. Um, well, what, one, uh, so the, the story kind of focused on this one woman named Marie Hardwick who was in her mid-20s and she was hit and like just horribly maimed by, in this accident. And the person who hit her has not been caught. Um, and she said, this is her theory, people don't stop to think about other people very often in L.A., especially when someone's in a car. It's like they're in an ego bubble. The power that they have and that little bit of anger they have all goes into the wheel. Um, and they feel like they're hidden.
0: Do you find that convincing?
1: I think that that's an interesting theory. Um, I think that's
0: th- sort of positing that the culture of Los Angeles the car culture is somehow different.
1: Yeah, I think that um, people are very disconnected from others in, a, in an important way more so perhaps than I mean, there are plenty of commuting cities that have the same issue, like Houston and Atlanta. You know where people spend lots of time in cars, um, and I don't know if it, if if there are similar issues there, but I do think being in a car um, disconnects you from other people.
0: I personally have never found this argument uh, very convincing that the that the car culture in Los Angeles is somehow you know beyond the pale compared to other cities. Um, the article did mention that most hit and runs occur when the driver is drunk and so that led me to wonder if uh drunk driving in los angeles is significantly higher than other cities i i I did some googling and i actually could not find any figures comparing drunk driving across different cities i do know that people complain here that we don't have public transportation and that uh you know it is a big city people do you know go out and get drunk on a Friday or saturday night Could, could the two be connected i i really um, have no idea. The The last theory that the article put forward, and actually um, my uh, my editor Jill Stewart uh, was on uh, SoCal Connected last night talking about this and she was positing that the um, police have just been extremely co- incompetent in investigating hit and runs, which which the article basically proves. and um, does a very convincing job of proving that. Um, although uh, Jill Stewart is sort of putting forth that that gives drivers uh, an extra incentive to hit and run that they know that the to run exactly and mm-hmm. that they know that the uh, police aren't going to do a good job following up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly there's no big public deterrent, publicized deterrent. Um, but you know, one of the other questions that that is raised in the piece is like, how do you kind of compel people not to run in the first place um, beyond the deterrent factor? And it's like a question of, I think, morality education or something. I don't know, because I can imagine like, I get the instinct to flee when you've hit somebody. I mean, the ramifications are so awful. The article states that, um, you know, this uh, this happens to people who may, may not be able to make rent. And, you know, if they're in debt, then they... Th- it's awful. They go into a huge hole. They may lose their job. So there are a lot of good reasons not to stop and not to own up to it. So it's morality training, too, I think.
0: Uh, well, it is a pretty... Um Shocking story. Uh, Right. Um, Let's move on to uh, billboards, the digital billboards. Uh, This week, uh, a three-judge panel, the appeals court, uh, decided or ruled that uh, 100 digital billboards have to be taken down.
1: Uh Uh-huh. It's a victory for people who can't stand the digital billboards. How do you feel about
0: digital billboards?
1: I I don't think... Uh, So I don't live I don't have one shining into my living room. And I think obviously people that that deal with that are much more incensed about it. But I think I feel the same way that I feel about all billboards, which is that they are blighting the city and that they should be taxed effectively. I don't think the digital billboards to me aren't that much more egregious than regular billboards. And so to me, it also seems like similarly to the talk about regular billboards, which are kind of the Wild West and not properly regulated either, uh, a missed revenue opportunity potentially.
0: I I, I completely agree. Um, Let's just say that uh, the city had banned uh, conversions from analog to digital billboards, but uh, CBS and Clear Channel sued uh, two two big billboard companies. They sued the city, and then they came to a settlement in 2006 that would allow for 800 conversions, uh, which then, in turn, a competitor named Summit Media, uh, then they sued over the settlement, um, by then already a hundred billboards had been converted so the remaining 700 were stopped but the, uh, the hundred were kind of have been in limbo for the last uh, six years and now they will uh, apparently have to come down
1: I guess I don't I can't imagine a way to properly uh, protect people who are in their shining bright paths um, so perhaps it's just a blight that's just too egregious to, to tax and regulate
0: parking meters Alex, have you ever parked at a broken parking meter?
1: You know, I do. I don't, I don't, I can't say that it was me for sure, but I do remember it's like sometime in like high school putting in like one of these pennies or something wrapped in a gum wrapper or something to break the meters on purpose so that we wouldn't have to put money in the meters. I don't know if that's anything you ever saw, but this was a long, long time ago before the, um,
0: have you ever done that? Ones.
1: Me personally? No. Cause
0: that's, that's illegal
1: true it's vandalism it was a friend
0: but you know what else is illegal what parking at a broken parking meter parking at a broken parking meter is illegal do you know that
1: i do i do this is news i read it
0: right uh so los angeles city council voted wednesday to uphold a policy that makes it illegal to park at spaces with broken parking meters uh this generates five million dollars in revenue for the city In tickets.
1: It's just, it's so yucky. It's so, it's so like, just stick it to you.
0: Just let's drain every last drop.
1: Um, And so uh, this is like very contrary to, uh, I guess, measures taken up across the rest of the state, which do allow people to park.
0: Right. The the state of California passed a law saying that you're allowed to park at broken parking meters. You won't be ticketed. However, it gave the cities the option to opt out. And so that is what the city of Los Angeles is now doing with with a 12 to 1 uh, vote with uh, Councilman Jan Perry dissenting. Of course.
1: And if you do, if you are one of the cities that um, opts out of this, you're supposed to let people know that they will get a ticket for parking at the Broken Meter, which seems, you know, like a little bit more of a of a, of a consolation to this gross thing that they're doing. Oh, who was the person that said um, that... They're trying to get the meters to like re reset right
0: so uh so in the discussion of this this was brought up the idea that you know we do have the technology to have meters uh to, to have the time basically you know disappear once a car pulls out of the pulls out of the spot uh councilman tom LaBonge said that would be going too far because and i quote from the la times which quoted i think there is a certain joy in life in los angeles <laughs> In the, sorry, a certain joy in life in the city of Los Angeles when you pull up to a parking meter and there is a little bit of time left on it. I think the city needs that joy.
1: Yeah, not. we don't want to give you the joy of parking for free at a broken meter. That would just be too much joy. I mean, isn't it the same amount of joy? Uh, no, I mean, well, there would be far much more joy to go around, right. don't you think? Yeah, I mean, they Well, tend- I'm just
0: saying the amount of joy must be equal in both instances.
1: Yes, that may be true, but, you know, collectively it would be more. And I think they said something like, at any given time, 10% of the meters in the city are broken or something like that. So that's a lot of joy to go around the city, joy. you know? But, you know, it's too much joy for them to give us. Too
0: much joy for Tom LaBonge. Uh, a little bit of joy, though, in the fact that LAPD has found some money just... Just you know, lying around in the cushions of their couch, found money to avoid a hundred layoffs.
1: It's it's happy news for the many clerks and secretaries that get to keep their jobs, and for the LA police officers who don't have you to don't do have the clerks and out. secretaries' jobs.
0: Uh, right. Um, so these 100 layoffs were scheduled to go into effect on December 31st, um, but on Thursday, LAPD officials come out and say it's all good. We found the money. Uh, we've come up with the three million dollars that we need to avoid the layoffs. Uh, thanks to higher than expected attrition rates, it just so happened that a certain number of officers retired early, and uh, we just happened to have that exact amount of money. Uh, very suspicious, right?
1: Yeah, and this follows like another you know postponement of the firings that occurred when they miraculously found other money. And um, you know, is there? Look, every everybody points to like Sweden as being like the best run country in the world. Our city. Uh, coffers properly regulated in freaking Stockholm. I can't imagine there's a city in the world that like has everything under control, understands where all the money is. It's just, it's just a mess, and I can't imagine it being any other way. Is that, is that pathetic?
0: I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it it seems. I thought you were going an entirely different oh. direction. I I, I f- would find it hard to believe that there's any city that's that's uh, that's run as poorly as this one. Uh, it just seems that first of all that. that You know, the city officials, they they always use the threat of uh, laying off police and firemen as like kind of the doomsday scenario. You know, heaven forbid we should have to lay any of these people off because they're all that stands between us and complete anarchy. And so we have to raise taxes. We have to you have to do everything we say we we have to do. Uh, or else this will happen. And then finally, when when the threat comes up, it's, like, oh, never mind. You know, we don't really need it. You know, we found the money. It, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's just unbelievable, and it's completely, it's just completely opaque governing.
1: Yeah, I think that um, a lot of cities have similar issues, at least in the States. I, you know, other cities that I've lived in have had similar issues. But who knows? Maybe, you know, I'd love to see some some comparisons on this type of thing.
0: Well, you know what they say. Honeys want to chat but all we want to know is where the party at and can I bring my gat if not hope I don't get shot better better throw the vest on my chest because niggas is a mess
1: Now I know why you started the podcast with the Biggie Smalls news item. I was going to book in it. Very good. little bookends. You like that? I like
0: that. You like that? We call that structure. In the the podcast industry, we call that structure. Well, that is going to do it for us. Next week, we will have our last show of 2012. That's what year it is, right? 2012. 2012. Uh, It's going to be special. Special year-end wrap-up pod. Uh, I cannot disclose more, but we will see you next week. Thank you, Alex.
1: Thank you.